Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is restoration and healing. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so we've talked vacations in the past, but this is more intentional. Mm-hmm. We are taking a four-week break. We are. And it all started because you need a break, correct? Correct. I am going to be going on medical leave beginning this next week for a month. Now, how much of this are you sharing about your medical leave? Or do you just want to talk about the planning that leads up to it and then what you're going to be doing during the leave? Happy to share whatever's helpful. I think for people to know, it was something that I requested as we headed out of kind of last year, moving into this year, talking with my mutual ministry team, and then it went to personnel, and then to our church council to have a conversation about this possibility. I have been wrestling with migraines for over four years now. and that's a lot. It's a lot. And my medical providers and team have been working with me faithfully, but the most recent regimen has been having some pretty serious impacts on my mental health, Mm -hmm. not to mention the pandemic. And so between the two and some new referrals to some intense medical appointments, I asked for the time to really focus and concentrate on finding health and healing so that I can be present with creativity and joy and excitement with the congregation and serve to the best of my capacity. And so I will be taking a month away to do exactly that kind of work. It's really hard and not easy. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've already talked about the fact that we're not good vacation, relaxing, (laughs) slowing down type of people, Mm -hmm. which is how we've come to having as many episodes as we have and been doing this pretty much weekly for four or five years. Five years. Yeah. Uh Yeah. This is our 310th episode. Oh, that's amazing. We have taken one week off of this podcast in this entire time, and that was an intentional break during the summer of 2020 when Black Lives Matter movement was going very strong, and we suggested folks listen to Black Voices for that week. Mm -hmm. But other than that, we have done a weekly podcast every week, which means you have been editing the podcast (laughs) every Every week. week. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so vacations get sort of, I'm going to call it fun in scare quotes, fun prep work (laughs) and packing and that kind of stuff. But this is a little different. When you're leading up to some sort of time of restoration and healing, like we're talking about, is it just, I got to put all my ducks in the row for my work life? Are you also doing stuff for your home life? What kind of prep work are you dealing with? Because I get the fun of just going... I don't have to edit on Tuesdays anymore. Yay! Yay! Well, for me, I am trying to do as much as possible for planning ahead for the church so that everything can go as smoothly as possible in the midst of a global pandemic. Sure. So bulletins are prepped through the end of February, Mm -hmm. and Lenten planning is already kind of underway, and all those sorts of pieces in order to create a little bit of wiggle room and a little bit of space. When Deacon Bonnie lovingly 
called me into this idea, Mm -hmm. recognizing that I would not have come up with it on my own. I'm not good at allowing my health to impact other people. Mm -hmm. And she pointed out that Lent comes very late this year. Uh Aha. And we have a very long in-between time between Christmas and Lent. And that's how this kind of created a little bit of space. So planning and working on this since probably October, November, getting things in line, which for work has meant trying to make certain that all the administrative details are taken care of. And we got through our annual meeting and all of those pieces are complete and done and annual reports have been filed and all of those things are taken care of. And for personal healing life, trying to get medical appointments lined up for that month. For anyone who has any kind of chronic pain or chronic illness that you've been managing for some time, you know how hard it can be to get into specialists or get in and, and we're at that point for me needing to go beyond primary care. And so it's a lot of finding a way to get in and seek solutions and dig up some hope. Now, I'm going to remind people that your job as a pastor includes far more than just bulletins and sermons. You do a lot of visiting with people and visiting with sick people and visiting with people who have questions and needs and whatnot. And that is also something else that you have to make sure that somebody is there to help in your absence as well, correct? Well, in our congregation, that's really quite easy to make certain is done because we both have Deacon Bonnie and we have the amazing pastoral partners. And they've been doing much of that for a very long time. So that's very well cared for and very well tended. I think one of the more challenging pieces is that I'm one of the people who knows the answer to things like, where's the switch that turns on the furnace? (laughs) Sure. That's really useful knowledge in the middle of winter. (laughs) Right? And is this bill legitimate or is this a scam? Do we really need to pay this copyright company or is this a scamming company? Right? Like there's those administrative pieces that come with a position that don't necessarily seem like that would be the pastor's job. But at the end of the day, that's the kind of stuff the kind of knowledge and information that gets stored in my head. Mm -hmm. That's important to share. (laughs) (laughs) It is. At this point, you've gotten through a lot of the planning. Are you more excited for this month of healing and learning and appointments and whatever? Or are you scared of what the appointments are going to hold? Because the diagnosis that I have is not something that is Mm life-threatening. I'm not necessarily scared about the medical piece. I think there's certainly fear that it won't help enough and that I will have put people out in some way and not found the magical wand to make it all better. And so I think I struggle with that a little bit. But again, I've got a great medical team and a great therapist on board to help me manage through those pieces. I'm hopeful to reclaim energy to continue serving this congregation well and the community well. Sometimes it's hard to be creative when you're in pain. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to be creative. Coronavirus demands the most creativity from us. And I have loved being able to write and create things such as the Christmas pageant or the Easter pageant and being able to write and create those kinds of materials. But that's very hard to do 
when not feeling well. Mm -hmm. So I hope and pray that we can find enough to be able to bring some of that creativity back. There's so much for this congregation that is amazing. And we have so many opportunities, even in the midst of a global pandemic and surviving day to day can overtake the ability to be creative. So I'm worried that it won't be enough, but I'm worried that I'll inconvenience people, but Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful. It's all the things. And I think part of sharing this and part of being honest about this and part of sharing this on the podcast is to model to people that it's okay to ask for these things. It's okay to take the time. It's hard and it can be important. So do you have plans other than any appointments or whatnot that are on the schedule? Are you going to try to write the great American novel or (laughs) knit a specific project or crochet something? Or is there anything with that in mind that you're going to try to do? Or do you tend to go a different route of, I'm going to focus on a particular thing that I've been missing, or I'm going to focus on who knows? I think... Because this is specifically a medical break, Mm -hmm. it's not a sabbatical, it's not vacation. My primary goals are going to be things like stay off of screens. Mm, That's a tough one. And see if that impacts the frequency of things. Regularly exercise. Sure. Work on eating regularly and sleeping regularly. Resetting things. Finding that way to really concentrate in on what is health and wellness and making certain that I find my way through that and see the specialists and try to get answers. I haven't been able to knit in probably six months Mm -hmm. because the migraines have become so frequent that I've been unable to work on projects because I can't focus and see. Mm -hmm. So I would love to be able to do more fiber work again And I'm going to continue to be gentle with my expectations and my hopes of what I'm able to get done, which is hard. That is almost harder than taking the break itself. Exactly. (laughs) I'm not planning on opening my work email a single time in the month. Oh, wow. And that discipline, I think, will be incredibly difficult. That's an amazing goal just right there. And I think people probably have had New Year's resolutions of something similar, at least for the weekends, and have broken them nine times Mm -hmm. over already. And I probably, you know, I might, and I'll have to forgive myself on it. But again, this is a tremendous responsibility to receive this. And I feel like I owe it to the community to make the most out of this time for healing as I possibly can. So I'm going to do the best that I can. Given the goals that you've set out, is there any particular spiritual practice or, I don't know, some sort of a scripture reading or something that you're looking for to sort of leaning into or anything like that? The one that I am leaning into right now here at the start of it is I'm trying to make certain that things are taken care of before I go. And as I'm feeling all the feelings and managing all the stuff that this is bringing up for me is actually Jesus in the storm. Okay. And I feel like I'm in this giant stormy boat (laughs) and just trying to fruitlessly bail water. And meanwhile, Jesus is just asleep with his head on a pillow in the back of the boat. 
Wait, are you Jesus sleeping in the back of the boat or are you the no, person no. bailing? I'm <laughs> bailing, bailing water. I'm bailing water like a fiend, right? And just that reminder that more activity is not always the best answer. Sure. And I think that that is a super hard lesson for me to learn that Jesus models non-anxious presence in light of storms and fear. And that's what I keep leaning into as others show anxiety, as others share their fears of this time, for me to just remember that sometimes more activity just means more activity. It doesn't mean it actually helps anything. Mm -hmm. So taking a deep breath, joining Jesus in the back of the boat, (laughs) and maybe at least sitting down in the water. I doubt I can fall asleep at all, but I'm just holding that image right now. We watched a travel show last night, my husband and I, and they talked about doing something as sort of a small ritual on a vacation, whether it's visiting the same coffee shop or taking a walk in a particular place at a particular time, Mm -hmm. and how much that can benefit that feeling of relaxation on something like a vacation instead of just museum, 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 view, view, Mm. view kind of thing. Do you have any sort of ritual that you're hoping to do or do you have anything similar that you're thinking you might try? I know that in the pandemic, your (laughs) options are limited. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it will probably be very similar to every morning that I've gotten to do it which in the pandemic has been so much more. Yeah. Which is enjoying my pot of tea. Oh, nice. Starting each day with a very large pot of double bergamot Earl Grey and taking the time to enjoy that as I begin my morning. It grounds me in a very kind way. And so I will continue to do that and continue to be present in that space in the morning. In the start of my day. I won't say in the morning. <laughs> sure. Because uh, I'm not I a morning know. person. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> but I will still be drinking my tea with my same teacup and my same teapot at the same degree with the same amount of sugar. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's something to be said for being open to what comes your way. But I am a person who really likes a routine and a schedule. Yeah. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question. Is there any last words for the listeners before you go on break, before we both go on break for the next couple of weeks? Before we both get Mm -hmm. off of the air? Mm -hmm. I will say for people who need to hear that taking time for healing matters and it's okay to take up space with your own healing needs, I'm a lifelong asthmatic (laughs) and One of the first things I ever learned in my life was to not bother other people with my health. Really? Absolutely. Because my first memories are learning how to take an inhaler. So it... I don't understand the bothering part of that. Is the coughing what's bothering other people or just talking about it? Keeping them awake, keeping people awake when you're a kid that wheezes or coughs a lot. Or I had pneumonia a lot as a kid and I got the mumps and all that kind of stuff. So like... I'm really good at taking care of myself when I'm sick. Mm -hmm. I can prop myself up on a couch and I'm fully self-sufficient and I don't need anyone to take care of me when I'm even, I can have a 102 degree fever and I'm still just fine. Thank you very much. I don't mean to be a bother. So 
it's very hard for those of us who have that kind of a lifestyle to encounter being sick and to admit when we need to take time and have that impact other people. Well, especially when it's something that's more amorphous and protracted, right? I mean, if you were sick with a broken arm or something, something, that's a little easier to sort of understand and wrap your head around. But invisible chronic illnesses Mm -hmm. are a lot harder. Mm -hmm. And part of my challenge for myself in this time is to be open about some of this, to model being open about this, to counter our culture of ableism, Mm -hmm. and to counter the messages that we are hearing so much right now about how those of us who have predispositions for illnesses that maybe we don't matter as much or maybe it's okay if we just get sicker, for us to take up space, know that there are communities, that there are places in this world where it really is okay. This community I have not received anything but support in speaking my limits and admitting that I I can't do this. I have to take a break. And I have to take a break for my wellness and for being able to serve well. And it's so easy to forget that it's possible for a community to be supportive. And I, I want people to know it can really exist. Just in the same way that it's possible for queer folk to forget that there are churches that can be supportive and can be safe places, that can exist. Churches can be a place that believe in healing for their people, who believe in loving people exactly for who they are, no matter how they change over the years. Our world is hard, and social media is super hard. And Twitter might have us believe that only terrible places exist. Oh, yeah. And there are communities like Central where that is not the case, where there is support and where there is hope and where there is mutual support in knowing that everything's going to be just fine without me. And I will be better because of that. And what a tremendous and amazing opportunity. I know that this is an intense privilege that I carry, and I will not waste that. But if we can find ways to model this as a community into the larger world, it's one step closer to that kingdom of God, right? Like it's one step closer. So there's my theological kind of finding my way through this and pondering as I get ready this week. And I'm so proud of you, Don, for taking a month off of the podcast because we could have double recorded. We could have. And we could have lined up guest speakers and you could have just kept on going. Yeah. And you accepted the invitation to rest as well. And that is tremendous. And I'm so proud of you. It's a big step for both of us. It is. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about restoration and healing. I look forward to sitting down with you in a couple of weeks on a new topic. Indeed. And I very much look forward to being back. We have 309 other episodes in our backlog. So for those of you who have just found the Church Basement podcast, if you would like to go back and take a look at what we have to offer in the vast history, you can hear many versions of our microphones and (laughs) And rooms. (laughs) 
and rooms and learn all about all kinds of topics. We will be back in your ears again in a few short weeks. And until then, remember, God loves you no matter what.